Welcome to this week's podcast from Terrelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to mytcc.com.au or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life. Hallelujah. Hey, kids can go out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is this mic okay, Jono? This one's all right. Hallelujah. Well, you know, uh, the theme this month has been uh, a heart for the house. And man, I love this theme. I love the preaching over the last uh, weeks that we've been listening to some absolutely awesome messages on having a heart for the house. And, uh, you know, if you don't have a heart for the house, what do you have a heart for? Because uh, as Pastor Megan spoke on the very first uh, session of the heart for the house, you know, it's about Jesus. You know, it's about uh, lifting Jesus high. And then uh, Nicole brought it home last week, which is, you know, just an absolute fantastic message. And what I'd encourage you to do, the themes uh, are not just to listen to them once and then go away and think, oh, that was a great message, but to really go back, and I'd encourage you, you know, we have, you can go to our TCC uh, website, uh, the City Church, and you can log on and you can actually listen to all the podcasts, all the sermons, and you can really go in and in depth, because of a Sunday morning or uh, whenever you're listening, you don't always get an opportunity to take hold of what the message is being spoken and uh, God can speak and bring um, through more and more in his message. Um, I just want to start off this morning by praying. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just uh, surrender our lives afresh to you this morning, Lord, as we come to hear your message, Lord, of what you want to say into our hearts, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, as always, if my words are not your words, Lord, then I pray you would just uh, just cause my words to be wiped out and that you would minister by your Holy Spirit in this place this morning, Lord. Lord, that we would learn something more of what it is to have a heart for the house, to have our hearts full, Lord, so that we can be all that you've called us to be in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4, 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Pretty powerful passage of Scripture and a pretty important passage of Scripture for those who profess to be born-again Christians. To guard your heart for everything that you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from it. Have you ever heard people say, oh, he's only half-hearted? Or that was a half-hearted try? We know that when you're half-hearted about something, more than likely it's not going to succeed. But if your heart is full, that's a different story. If your heart is full, that is a different story. And I want to ask you this morning, what is your heart full of? I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I was at a Richmond football match at the MCG. 
We were sitting right behind the goals. We were back uh, a few rows back from the members section because the, the section right behind the goals is uh, reserved for members. And so unless you're a member, you don't get to sit right at the goals. But we were sitting a couple of rows back from the members uh, just behind the goal area. And when Richmond kicked a goal at that end, the roar that went up was deafening. It was absolutely deafening. You could not hear yourself speak. You could not hear a thing. When Richmond kicked the goal and the roar went up, it was deafening. Every time they, a Richmond team uh, member touched the football, the roar went up. It was just unbelievable. People standing to their feet, clapping and cheering and shouting. I remember smiling to myself, and this is serious, thinking to myself, I'm in another world here. I remember smiling and thinking, man, this is just unbelievable. These people, these uh, Richmond fans, these supporters weren't just spectators watching from the sidelines. They were invested in every move that the Richmond team made. Every move that they made. You could tell their whole heart was in it. Every goal, every touch, every win they celebrated. Every win the roar went up. Every touch of the football, every goal, the cheer went up. The cheer went up. And you know, Jesus speaks about cheer. He says in John 16:33, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. The NIV says it a little bit differently. It says it a different way. It says, take heart. Take heart. It says, take heart. John 16, 33 says, I have told you these things so that in you, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Take heart. I wonder in your situation, whatever you're going through today or have been going through, if you're looking to Jesus, who says to you, take heart, for I have overcome. Or you're looking at the situation that causes you to lose heart. I wonder if you realise today that heart is something that you can take or it's something you can lose. You can take heart and Jesus says, take heart for I've overcome the world or you can lose heart. Guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. And we're talking about over this month, we're talking about having a heart for the house. And church was never meant to be watched from the sidelines. It was never meant to be a spectator sport or a spectator event. And so often that's what happens because of what is happening in our heart. We sit on the sidelines and, no, I can't do that. I've got too much going on. Is your heart full this morning? 
Have you got your eyes on Jesus or have you been so battered by the world, by situations, by the circumstances that you find yourself in that you're losing heart? That you're losing heart. That's why we're instructed to guard our hearts. It's so important. And let me say this morning, it's your heart that affects how you respond or act towards something. It's your heart that affects how you respond or act towards something. If you're half-hearted towards something, you're not going to go the distance. And God's plan for us is to go the difference. His plan for us is to actually flourish, to, to bear fruit. And in Psalm 92, verse 13 to 14, it says, Those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord shall flourish in God's, in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. We were meant to have full hearts, people. We are, we are designed to have full hearts, full of God full of God and people say you have a heart for the house I tell you if you've got a full heart you'll have a heart for the house you'll have a heart for the people you'll have a heart for the unsaved you'll have a heart for the city if your heart is full of God full of the spirit you'll have a heart for God's purposes and plans you'll have a heart listen to what Jesus said to the man that was paralyzed he said to him take heart he says, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Matthew chapter 9, verse 2. What about the woman with the issue of blood? Uh, Matthew 9, 22. Jesus turned to her and, and saw her and he said, take heart, daughter. Take heart, daughter, he said, your faith has healed you. There's something about taking heart, having your heart full that causes you to do and to be all that God's called you to be. Listen to this in Hebrews 12, verses 3 to 5. It says, do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. Heart is something you can receive, you can take, and heart is something you can lose. And if you lose heart, obviously, heart is diminishing. And we live in a world, we live in a, a world that's not designed to have a full heart for God. It's, it's designed to give you a half heart to God. It's designed to say, oh, you know, I've, I've been one too many times to church. or I'm spending too much time during the week. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But if you have a full heart, if your heart is full of all the things that God has for you, if your heart is full, you'll do them things and it'll be like water off a duck's back. If you lose heart. Heart in the Bible represents zeal. And listen to what the Lord said about his house. He said, a zeal for my house has consumed me. The zeal for his house has consumed him. Has the zeal for God consumed you this morning? Do you know when you are of good cheer, there is something about you? <laughs> when you are of good cheer, when you are of good cheer, <laughs> there is something, there is something about you. Your heart is full. There is a zeal. There is a passion.
for the things that you do. You want to have passion for the, the house of God. You want to have a heart for, for the house of God. Then fill it with the things of God. And let me say this morning, losing heart just doesn't affect you. I tell you, it doesn't just affect you. You come to church with a half-hearted and get around some people and you will affect them. Have you ever been in that situation where you've been around some people, half-hearted people or conversations that are not uplifting and you come away from that and, and you actually feel a little bit sick, a little bit down, a little bit drained? You've been around half-hearted people. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. Losing heart just doesn't affect you. It affects every part of your world that has a part of your heart. It affects your heart for God. It affects your heart for the house of God. It affects your heart for people around you. It affects your God-given plans and the purposes of God for your life. You can't afford to lose heart. And do you know one of the first things that causes people to lose heart, one of the first things that causes people to lose heart is when you listen to the voices whose perception causes you to lose heart. It's so easy to listen to all the wrong voices and take on other people's perspectives and perceptions. So easy. So easy. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 28, it's talking about the people of God. It's talking about the people of God. Listen to what it says. And we know the story behind this, that God had said, we're giving you the promised land. And, and so they decided they were going to send in the spies to spy out the land. And they did all that and the spies come back. And then the spies, uh, uh, 10 of the spies come back with a bad report and the people begin to grumble and talk. And this is what it says. This, where can we go up? Our brothers have discouraged our hearts. Our brothers have discouraged our hearts saying the people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of Anakite there. They're talking about the people are beginning to mumble and grumble and they're talking about what they've heard, not even what they've seen. Just what the, the report come back, they, they start to grumble about it. And it says, our brothers <laughs> have discouraged our hearts. Have you ever been in that situation, conversations or a group of people? Of course you have. Guard your heart. The second thing that causes people to lose heart is being overwhelmed by the circumstances that they find themselves in. I don't know about you, but I've been in some circumstances where I have been overwhelmed to the point where I have not functioned properly. Just crowded in and overwhelmed where I thought, man, what am I going to do? And I had to take a step back from the circumstance 
and, and separate myself from that circumstance and allow God to minister into my life and see that he's bigger than any situation. The second thing that causes people to lose heart is being overwhelmed by the circumstances. They begin to look at the size of the challenge and they begin to lose heart. David knew it when he faced Goliath. We know the story. Listen to what he says in 1 Samuel verse, uh, chapter 17, verse 32. He said to Saul, let no one lose heart. Let no, let no one lose heart on the account of this Philistine. We know who the Philistine was. That was Goliath. Your servant will go and fight him. He knew if they began to look at who they were fighting and that's what they were doing at the situation, they would lose heart. But he could say to Saul, don't let the people lose heart on account of this Philistine. And Saul said to him, how can you fight this Goliath, man? How can you fight him? You're only a child. You're only a teenager. You're only a boy. And David said, I've fought off lions and I've fought off bears and my God has delivered me and he will deliver me from this Philistine. Don't let the people lose heart. Don't let the people lose heart. Losing heart affects your whole of your life and it affects how you respond to church. It affects you coming to church. Losing heart affects who you gather around the people who you allow into your life. Losing heart allows people in your life that you would never, ever let into your life if you had a full heart. Now, I know that we, we've got to be witnesses and, and that, but I tell you, there are some people you need to protect yourself from. I don't know how big the challenges you're facing are today, but what I do know is this, that when you begin to look at the size of a situation, when you begin to focus on the challenge, you're up against nothing sure you will begin to lose heart. Heart for the battle that you're in. And what's happening when the army is facing Goliath, this is what was happening. And David was able to say to them, let no one lose heart on the account of this Philistine. The third thing that causes people to lose heart is when they get scared of what's happening in the land. Man. I had so much promise for the election. Uh, no. I wasn't going to say that. People often say to me at work, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? And my usual comment is no, I didn't hear about it because I hardly ever watch the news. I, I just, I don't have any interest in it. I don't know, like some people say, you've got to know, keep up with uh, what's going on. No, you don't. People will keep you up with what's going on. Someone will tell you what's going on. People say to me at work, you hear about this? Did you hear about the, the boy that got dragged into the pool by the python? I said, no, what? Yeah. Must have been a big python. wasn't that big actually. But, you know, the, people come to you and, and they tell you, but I hardly ever watch the news. You know, seeing the price of diesel. I went to the servo station the other day to fill my car up and I thought, man, that'd be enough to scare you. What about housing interest rates or the state of the election? What about this and what about that? Our youngest daughter, Chelsea, they just bought a house, I think it'd be 18 months ago or now or a unit, and uh, she said to me a few months back, gee, Dad, I hope the interest rates don't keep going up. 
I said, oh, why is that? She said, oh, you know, it'll be a bit tight for us if the, if the interest rates go up too much because we bought at the bottom end of the interest rate. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, well, you'll be right. You, Jono and Megan have got lots of money. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, and, but before I could say anything to her, she said, no, but Dad, I trust, we trust in the Lord. Our trust is in God. And so people get scared of what's happening in the land. People get scared of what's happening around them in the land instead of looking to Jesus and, and, and coming back. And I know we've got to not stick our head in the sand and be, you know, emus or ostriches. Um, and we've got to, you know, be diligent with what we've got and all that. But we don't need to be scared about what's happening in the land. Joseph is a great example in the Bible, he lived in seasons of plenty and he lived in seasons of challenge. But in each of them, he had a dependence on God. He had a generosity in difficult times where he put his trust in God. We don't need to fear what's happening in the land. But people lose heart. Oh, what's going to happen with my superannuation? I'm not going to have any money to retire on. Well, worrying about it's not going to change that fact. But trusting in God can. Jeremiah 51 verse 46, it was in Babylon. And Babylon was a city on a path to destruction at this time. It was, dangerous. It was a dangerous time where all was about to fall over. And God speaks to his people right in the middle of all this chaos that's going on. And he says to them, he says in Jeremiah 51 46, do not lose heart all the rumors all the chaos all the destruction that's going on in the land the Babylon is about to fall over and he says to them do not lose heart or be afraid when rumors are heard in the land one rumor comes this year another next rumors of violence in the land and a ruler against this ruler and I want to encourage you today I want to encourage you to not be fearful and not lose heart over what is happening in the world. If we're going to live a life of faith, we can't be ruled by what we see. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith. Which brings me to number four, my last point. People lose heart when they get their eyes off Jesus. And they get it on, listen to this, they get it on the mechanics of serving. You know, that's one of our, you serve in the house. But don't serve in the house at the cost of your relationship with God. People lose heart when they get their eyes off Jesus, the mechanics on serving. You know, they serve in the house every week. In other words, they're going through the motions. They're doing the right things. You're still reading your Bible, but it's become a bit of a labor. Have you ever been there? Oh, oh, oh come on. If you don't raise your hand, you can come up the front and repent later. Hebrews 12, verse 3 says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners. Consider him 
who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. People lose heart, they grow weary, and the two go together. You only grow weary when you lose heart. You get tired in the battle. You might be going through the mechanics or you feel like you've been to church just one too many times. You're weary, you're tired, you feel like you're always helping others. You feel like you've given up too many nights of your time. Or maybe you've just lost heart, if that's the way you're feeling. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary. You'll find fuel for the passion. You'll find fuel for your heart. You'll find fuel and a heart for people and for his house. And you'll serve in the house and not grow weary. You won't get tired. When I was the senior pastor of this church before Pastor Megan took over, people would say to me, how do you manage pastoring and working a full-time job? And I just said, I don't. I don't manage it. I let God manage it. I keep my eyes on Him and I do what I can do and I don't stress about the rest. And so often we stress about the rest of the stuff instead of just keeping our eyes on the Lord and allowing Him to give the fuel, to give the passion, to give the fullness of heart, to fill us to overflowing so that we can serve in the house every Sunday. We can come and be here at 9 o'clock, set up chairs and set up the speakers and be here till 2 o'clock in the afternoon packing up, go home and come back the next Sunday and do it all again and then come at 9 o'clock, set up the chairs, set up the, the, the sound system, set up the the welcoming there, set up the children's ministry and then uh, go and have a cup of coffee and then pack up and go home and go be home at two o'clock and then come back the next Sunday and do it all again and then come back the next Sunday and do it all again. And then just for fun, we put in an outreach service and then instead of just doing it once in the morning, we do it again in the afternoon and we go and set up and we get pack up and we get home at 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night and then we come back the next Sunday and we're here at 9 o'clock setting up again. How can you do that? You can only do that if you're allowing the Holy Spirit to fill your heart with all the things that God has placed on your life. Because if you try to do it in yourself, you will burn out, you'll get sick of it, you'll get frustrated, you'll become half-hearted and when you're half-hearted, that means your heart is diminishing you're on your way to dying. A heart for the house comes when your heart is full. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't listen to the voices. Don't allow the size of the battle to overwhelm you. Don't be fearful of what's happening in the land and keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. 
I don't know this morning what battles you're going through. Some I do. And I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to come right now and fill your heart afresh. If you're feeling like you've been a little bit half-hearted or maybe, you know, you, you lacked a bit of passion for the house of God or, you know, maybe you just feel, hey, I just don't want to be around people. I've been like that. Your heart is diminishing. Let the Holy Spirit fill you this morning, fill you up and let the passion arise. Let the fire come back if you've lost that. Thank you, Jesus, as we're standing here right now. Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, arise. Come, Holy Spirit, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill hearts this morning right now. Fill hearts this morning right now. Lord, uh, some people feel like they've been in the, the valley of dry bones, Lord. Let the life of the Spirit of God, the breath of God come right now and breathe on them in Jesus' name. Breathe on their spirit, breathe on their heart, breathe on their mind right now. Holy Spirit, come. Hallelujah. Let hearts be full this morning, Lord. Let us not be, Lord, discouraged by what's going on around us, Lord. Let us not be discouraged by situations or the battle that we face, Lord, but let us look to you in all things, Lord, and allow your Spirit to refresh us. Those that are planted in the house of God shall flourish shall, shall flourish in their courts. Lord, they'll bear fruit in their old age. They'll be refreshed, Lord. That's what your Word says. That's what your Word says, Lord. Refreshing here this morning in Jesus' name. Refreshing here this morning in Jesus' name. Lord, Holy Spirit, just come in this place. Have your way. Have your way in every person's life, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, where there's, there's been discouragement, Lord, come. Fill your heart to overflowing, Lord, in Jesus' name. Where there's been heartache, Lord, come. Holy Spirit, fill that heart of hurt. Fill that heart of hurt, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, where there's been sickness, Lord, I ask that you would come by your Spirit, bring healing in Jesus' name. Full hearts this morning. Full hearts this morning. Hearts for people. Hearts for your house. Hearts for you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. for listening to this week's message. We hope that you've been challenged and inspired. For more information about Turalgan City Church, check out mytcc.com.au.